Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a Canadian made-for-television film from the year 1990. This was a request. Uh, this is a film that we have never heard of. We don't. <laughs> I don't know why we have to distance ourselves from this choice, but like I have no idea where this where this movie. I mean, Canada. You know, it's it's wild out there. So this film is directed by Eric Till who actually has made a movie that I really like. It's called The Christmas Toy, and it's basically like... A lot of people say that, like, it's the precursor to Toy Story because it is a movie about, like, how toys move when people aren't around and how this, like, toy, this, like, lion toy is feeling very uh, threatened by the fact that his his kid is going to get a new toy in Christmas and it's not going to be him and it's going to take all of his attention. And so basically the movie is him trying to sneak into the box so that when the kid opens the toy, it's just him again. That's adorable. <laughs> like I have seen this movie so much. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Eric Till for making that film uh and apparently making this film which is i mean this movie is perfectly this, this, fine it's, and this movie is called getting married in buffalo jump yes it's getting married in buffalo jump like i said directed by eric till written by john frizzle based on a novel and uh you know it's it's you know that's the title it's getting married in buffalo <laughs> That's the title, I guess. I mean, why would it be? The title is the, title is the plot. Um, I do love that the title like gives away major aspects of the movie right off the bat. It's kind of like how um, for... I mean, this is true for some movies, but like for our video episode for The Other Woman, it's like, okay, you know there's going to be an affair, right? And for this one, you know that they're going to get married because it's called Getting Married in Buffalo Jump. Like that hey. is, you know, off the bat, we know that. Yeah, we know that. And this is starring, uh, you know, Canadian actors, Wendy Crewson and Paul Gross. Uh, you know, and Wendy Crewson, she's, she's been in things. She's in the Santa Claus franchise. She's the mom and the good son. Very, very important role. She's in Bicentennial Man, What Lies Beneath. Air you know, Force One. Air Force One, yeah. So I mean, this is this is an actress that you probably know. Paul Gross is uh, he is well. Kyle knew who he was because he was in this show called Slings and Arrows that Kyle watched growing up. This Canadian, I guess. That's uh, adorable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's a. It's about a. Sh- fictional shakespearean theater festival in canada you know that's that's totally kyle anyway so that's extremely you know, kyle in the best way <laughs> the most the most kyle energy so yeah um paul gross he's here and this is a film about a ranch and also I, just like weird like canadian racial politics and cultural politics and this is super yeah. canadian. i think it takes place in Alberta and the, but the main character 
was living in Toronto for a while. And also the mom is moving to Vancouver. So and yeah, I don't know a lot of, I mean, you know, it, so first of all, when, when I put it on, I was like, Oh my God, it's the Santa Claus mom. Cause, um, I've watched the Santa Claus roughly 40 times um i've watched that movie so many times so it's one of those movies where i mean it's funny that we did a movie um with uh why am i forgetting his name judge 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 reinhold yes thank you (laughs) it's funny that we did a movie with judge reinhold our last request had judge reinhold and then this one has wendy crewson it's just giving me Santa Claus energy and I need to just rewatch the Santa Claus cause I have not watched it this year, even during Christmas time. So that's on me. Um, so when I first put it on, I was like, Oh my God, she's, I, I mean, I know that she's another stuff, but I actually really haven't seen Wendy Crewson in anything outside of the Santa Claus, uh, franchise. So I was like, Ooh, I get to see this woman in something else. And it's such a, it, it's such, um, an interesting tone. I mean, it is very made for TV in the way that it feels kind of like timeless in a sense. I mean, like it could be, I mean, by the way they dress, you know that it's supposed to be in the current time, which during this movie is 1990, but it could be, you know, the fucking sixties. It could be 2010. It kind of doesn't matter because they're on a ranch and everything is like in this specific like mile radius and well, yeah yeah oh i kind of wish it was a period piece and i thought it was until the mom was just like we don't even have a dishwasher and then i realized oh so this actually does take place in 1990 and yeah. i was just like no but like everything about this seems like it takes place much earlier in time than this but then again like there are like, you know, a big plot point is that um, the main himbo, Paul Gross, uh, got a, a, a First Nations woman pregnant and then, like, split. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. I, I know. Mean, I, do, I do think that that's, like, really... I mean, Canada has, you know, a big issue with the way that they treat the Native, the native Canadians. And so I, I felt like it was surprisingly you know aware of that and like faces it head on and i know that like a lot of canadian media does not does not acknowledge this oh i was super surprised by that plot line um and i really liked i really liked that actually let me look up the actress's name um she was great she was fantastic and Kyra uh, Harper, yeah, she played Annie, and she was great. She was such a great actress. I really liked that she was on screen as much as she was because I think with this story, it would have been easy to not actually have her there. So I was really glad that she was there. Um, I mean, in many ways, I wanted the movie to be about her. (laughs) Like, I was, like, interested in that dynamic more than the main dynamic. Um, Yeah, I'll wheel back to the to the plot itself. So the movie starts with Wendy Crewson's dad has died. And she has been living in Toronto and she was working as a lounge pianist. She went to college. And that's that's the thing that really makes it feel like a, a period piece, in my opinion, Jardine, is the fact that they keep bringing up her going to college in this way that makes it feel like like women don't go to college normally almost. Like the, I wonder the, if it's 
I wonder if it's like in this town. Like women yeah. usually don't leave this town. And like she left. And like the mom is like, why did you come back? Like, why like go back to Toronto? And this mom, uh, I also love that this mom is Scottish. The Scottish mom, man. Uh she's she's great. She's just like she's just like exhausted and just like stressed out. And she's just like, Oh, I'm going to have to date again. I'm going to have to, Oh, I, this new chapter of my life that I don't want to be in. And I'm just like, girl, same. I don't want to be in a new chapter. of my life. <laughs> yeah, the, Like near the beginning, it's like, it's like Wendy Cruson is back, of course, because her dad died, but also her dad left her the land. He left her the ranch. And the mom is just like complaining in such a real way where she's like, I immigrated here with, you know, only one pair of shoes and I'm still wearing shitty shoes and we don't have a dishwasher and like, and she's like basically mad at her daughter for wanting to keep the ranch and not sell it. She's like, you should just sell it and have a life because I'm fucking tired of my life. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, she was, I mean, she definitely played a tropey mom in the sense of like, she's the mom who is forcing her ideas on her kid, on her grown daughter and not listening to what her daughter wants. But, but you also understand where she's coming from. Cause she's just like, she's like, do you really want the ranch? Like, what are you doing? Like you can just yeah. have money and go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, they, at some point somebody mentions that they could get like 300 K for the ranch. And it's like, why wouldn't you just take the 300 K and then go back to Toronto and like live in a nice apartment and like take some time to like really, you know, jumpstart her career and try to like get out of like, I don't know. There's just so much that she could do and she just wants to be on this ranch. And it's, it's hard because like the movie feels so long. It's 97 minutes, but it feels so long. Cause it's like a whole fucking saga. I was like, is this like the series finale of a show that we want watching? <laughs> Cause there's just like, there's so much happening, but we never really figure out why she likes the ranch so much. Like, I guess because it's calm. Yeah. It's weird because like, I thought that the movie would, the movie spends so much time talking about the ranch and it spends time showing the ranch, but it really doesn't show her specifically enjoying working on it. Like it does show her working on it, but you never have that moment where you're like, Oh, this is why she wants to be here. It's just like, Oh, this ranch is big and it's beautiful. And, and her father passed. So it makes her think of him and maybe she doesn't want to let go of it. Cause it feels like letting go of her father, but it doesn't really go there as much because it pretty quickly changes the focus to, Alex, the Paul Gross character, the himbo. <laughs> he is truly a himbo. He just, um, <laughs> yeah, he's just like he he wants to work on this ranch and he's one of those people who's just like he's you know, he's very clearly supposed to be a strong silent type, but so much of the movie just comes off like an asshole because people are talking to him and he just doesn't answer. Like there's that there's that scene late in the movie where Wendy Crewson's best friend is like, you know, if you hurt her, then like I'm gonna blah blah blah. You know the usual like friend conversation. And then he doesn't answer at all. He's just like do, continuing to do ranch work and then eventually she just like you know climbed she had climbed up to the fence to talk to him she climbs down from the fence and she's like i know you heard me and then she just walks away oh yeah answer her question you piece of shit i mean that sums up so much of his character like basically it starts with he went to high school with Wendy Crewson and they're just hiring him to work on the ranch because he wants to work on the ranch and they need help with it 
And then it's pretty clear very early on that he wants a ranch. He wants his own land and his family doesn't have land like that. And at first, like Wendy Cruson is just like, okay, cool. Well, you know, that's great. Cause I need help. But then literally <laughs> within the first 15 minutes, he's like, they, they go out to a bar and you think that it's like kind of a friend thing, kind of a date. And you're like, okay, sure. And he proposes to her. He's just like, I want land. You need help. Let's get married. <laughs> Which makes me feel like we are living in like the, the late 1800s. Like what's going on? <laughs> right. Like this fully feeds into the fact that it feels like a period piece at moments. And I do love like, she responds in a way that feels very true. And I think Wendy Crewson does a great performance in this movie. Like, she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, I don't know you. I don't need to be a wife or have a husband. Like, how dare you? Yeah, it's just like, it, it's weird because I got a sense very early on that he actually has fallen in love with her, but he doesn't really want to say that. And he's just like too stubborn to just like woo her properly. And she keeps on asking him like, it's like, it's clear that she's on board to have some kind of relationship with him. She's not disgusted by him. And she keeps on asking him like, why don't you just take me out on a date? Why don't you let us fall in love? And also sometimes she's like, why don't we just fuck? Which I really appreciate that she says multiple times. Why don't we just fuck? Why don't we why don't we see if we have some kind of body chemistry before we do this and he just fucking refuses to date her properly and there's no reason for him to do that except that he's a fucking asshole i know it's so funny because like it's like he proposes so early on and she says no she's offended and then they end up you know making up at work and they talk and they go swimming and it's kind of cute and flirty and and then she reveals, like, it's very obvious that she is physically attracted to him and she is curious about him. And then he gets all weird and sanctimonious. And it's very much like that his character is supposed to be the small town guy who, you know, he's he, he says those kind of annoying cringe things where he's like, oh, you got to drop some of those city girl beliefs, which is so weird because she came back to the ranch by choice. So it's weird for him to preach to her when she decided to not sell it. She wants to be here what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like oh he's basically Gosh. like, he's like, you shouldn't want to have sex with me. You know, you, you got to simplify. And she's just like, what are you talking about, dude? Oh my God. So much <laughs> like you're literally a himbo. Like, of course I want to have sex with you. Like he doesn't talk enough for her to have a big connection with him. It's really just them like being outside in the land, which that is sexy, but it's so much of it is not about talking so it makes sense for her to want to physically become intimate and see if there's anything there. Yeah, he's so, I don't know. It's like, instead of like wooing her properly, it's like this weird, like, he's trying to like push this domesticity on her that I don't really, that's why I said leap year energy. Cause I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's weird. Cause it's not as bad as leap year in the sense that he's not being like, super terrible but he's also just like like why doesn't he for example like 
ask her things about herself, like get to get to know her, like figure out what she likes, figure out like figure out like a gift to get her or like come up with, you know, like a date that's like based on like he just does nothing. And it's just because everybody in this movie thinks that he's hot. And so it means that he just gets to do nothing the entire time. And I just kept on being I just kept on thinking like you've got a great body, but like you still like you're still not you're still you still don't have it like he's that. He's just very boring. Yeah. Like he's yes. and it's very weird to me because it feels I don't think gaslighting is the right word, but I'm trying to find a better um explanation. It feels very confusing. There's a lot of emotional whiplash in the way that he springs this engagement on her and basically is like, let's try it. And he even says when he proposes to her and she rejects him at first he says, we can have a long engagement and see, you know, if we're compatible. And she's just like, what the hell are you talking about? But then when she starts to have feelings for him and it's kind of like, okay, like let's date a little, let's see. He's like, oh, all like, oh no, we can't have sex. And he's like pushing her away. And it's just like, dude, you're the one who started this. Like she didn't seek you out to date you. She seeked you out to work on the ranch. You propose, she says no. And then she starts being interested and is like, okay, yeah. And you always kind of keep her at this weird arm's length. And then there's, and, and like you said, Jordan, there's this weird, so there's a weird duality with him where on one hand he is hot. So people are just like, oh, he's hot. He works hard. But also her mom is so against him. Like she, and there's this weird thing where it's like, I mean, her mom is just like, he's not educated. Like you didn't go to college to be with this guy. Like, you know, you need to just go back and play piano and become a famous concert pianist and tour the world. And don't you remember all the the attractive college men that you met, which made me laugh because I was like, okay, college men are a mess, but that's a whole other thing. Um, also, she's like, also, she's like dating like the principal of the school who I also think went to high school with them. And I can never, I couldn't get a read on this guy either, but it seemed like the mom liked him more and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I couldn't get that either because the principal, like she was dating him at the beginning and then they broke up very quickly, but he wasn't, I couldn't sense any actual chemistry between them. He was just annoying um, in my opinion, he was just kind of smarmy and he yeah. didn't even, he wasn't even cute. Like, like, I don't no. know. I just didn't get it. But the mom, also one of the things that the mom keeps bringing up is that he's Ukrainian. And that's the thing that comes up a lot. Okay. And, so him being Ukrainian, like the whole time I was just like, what, why, why does everyone, why does everyone care also like does no one like is there so there's so the scots are fine but the ukrainians and then i was thinking about it and i was like well this is 1990 right so ukraine was still like part of the ussr so maybe there's this fear that he's a communist like i was trying to think of where this attitude would come from right like maybe there was some sort of like idea that Ukrainian immigrants were, you know, going to bring communism to Canada or something, but that's never spelled out. And we find out later that his parents have been there 40 years. <laughs> so it's also like, you know, they emigrated a long time ago. So it's very, that, that whole, like, that was funny to me. Like, I think it's kind of funny when white people discriminate against each other in no, it's, it's just it's super funny. funny. It's like super funny because it just shows how like bullshit everything is. <laughs> yeah, like, like I was like I was talking to Kyle. I was just like, this is just different flavors of white. I don't understand what their issue with each other is. It's like you're all white. Like it's like it's fine. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right. And then it's interesting. So like one of the plot points that comes up. So basically after Wendy Crewson and Himbo start dating for a little while, but they're not like engaged officially yet, you know, after her first rejection, they're, they're like, you know, they're flirting and having this weird thing where he like wants the land and wants to marry her, but also like doesn't want to kiss or like talk to her. Um, where she ends up, her mom is still trying to like break them apart. And then her mom like basically yells at her in the kitchen is like, he has a son that you don't know about. Like he has like a, a teenage son or he might not. Yeah. He's 13. Um, and she's like, what? And then he's like, yeah, I have a son. And that's why I left town for a while. And she's just like, okay, why wouldn't you tell me, you know, like, and so she finds out that he, had a son with their classmate, Annie, um, who's played by Kyra Harper, like we said. And so I really, I actually really like this part of the movie when Wendy Crewson decides she wants to go meet Kyra and like talk to her and hear what actually happened. Like, I like that she goes to the other woman and is like, what actually happened? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to date this guy if he's not actually helping you with your kid. Like, I thought that that was a nice choice. Yeah, I I felt like it's like it's it's interesting. I love those scenes too, but it's interesting just like how much more effort she's putting into this than he is. Oh yeah. I mean like <laughs> and that's one of the things. So she ends up meeting Kyra like at a bar and Kyra's I mean I love her. Kyra's great. Um I, I I totally get her. She's just like, I love the part where she's like talking about like, well, because Wendy Crewson has like a black eye because she fell off. She fell off her horse. And like when Wendy Crewson tells her that, uh, old girl is just like, yeah, OK. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like she like they go to the bathroom and she's like, OK. And, and Kyra's basically talking about how her husband has hit her before and they've gotten in fights and she's hit him back. And like she's basically like, just tell me why you got that black eye. Like what's going on is, you know, are you getting abused? Like, do you need help? And then Wendy's like, no, I fell off my horse. And Kyra's just like, that's a good excuse. <laughs> like, she's like, she's like, and obviously domestic violence is not funny, but Kyra Harper is just like laughing because she's just like, sure, girl, whatever. Um, and then, and then they go back out and like, you know, Wendy's just like, listen, I'm seeing, you know, himbo and I know that you have a son. And Kyra's so unfazed by everything. She's just like, yeah, we have a son. Um, She's just like, yeah, who cares? Like, she's like, I hope you're happy with himbo. <laughs> she, I, I love that she just, like, does not care. And then, like, at first, like, it said that he, like, abandoned the kid. And then she says that she told him to leave. But also, like, it was clear that she told him to leave because she didn't want to be in a relationship. And she basically says she didn't want to be in a relationship. But then, like, he took it too far and just, like, fucking left town. And I'm just like, yeah, it sounds like this fucking asshole. Like, of course he would. He's, like, so fucking in his feelings about it that he can't, like, still be a dad. Like, yeah, because she, she basically said, she's like, yeah, I didn't want to be in a relationship with him. I also didn't want to deal with the town talking about this, as she put it, this nice white guy and me having a child. So there was the racial politic, right, of her being, like, basically, like, I'm Native and and he got me pregnant and I didn't want to deal with, like, the way that this town talks about race, um, which was interesting to me because... In other parts of the movie, they talk about him for being Ukrainian. So I was like, this is confusing. Um, but 
yeah, she's just like, I didn't want to deal with it. We weren't compatible. But then he just like completely disappeared and he sends money, but he's never hung out with his son. And I'm just thinking, okay, so if I was Wendy Crewson, I'd be like, all right, Kyra's hella cool. And obviously she doesn't want to be with him. There's no hard feelings in that way, but he's a horrible father. And I'm, I don't want to be with someone who's a horrible father. Yeah, I don't, it's so, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate the one thing is that the movie forces him to like spend time with his son. And once he does meet his son, he likes his son, but I love how much I love his son, by the way, I love him. Just talking shit about white people the entire time. And it's just like, yes. Yeah. Same. Like, (laughs) like, I agree. He's so great. He's, I I love him so much. The the first scene where we actually get to see the son, Benny, he um, is in the car with Wendy Crewson and Wendy Crewson, like, we don't even get context yet for why she's driving him, but she's just like, yeah, like, you know, if you ever want to work, I have this ranch. And he's just like, are you a social worker? <laughs> he's just like, Oh, I love how much they hate social workers in this movie. It's <laughs> like, so they're just, funny. They're just like, you know, white social workers, they come here and they just fuck shit up. And if you're a social worker, don't come over here. And I'm just like, Yes, I completely understand this. I just wanted more of it. Like every single time they were on, I was just like, man, I would much rather be watching a movie about them than these white people who are just like, like arguing about like land and shit. The entire so much of this movie is about a man land. (laughs) (laughs) It's about a himbo that wants a ranch, and then there's a woman there. It's just like I want the land, and and you're fine too. Like you're attractive, yeah. so just marry me. And then like he acts so like indignant about her, like immediately not wanting to marry. So it's just like this thing where it's like he's just like marry me already, and then she's like, no, we have to fall in love. And like basically, her resisting the marriage is like what forces them to fall in love because like he still keeps on trying to marry her and he just basically gets like tricked into like, fine, I guess we're dating. Fine. (laughs) He's so annoyed about it. It's like, you want to spend the rest of your life with this person on this like pretty like secluded piece of land. Like don't, why are you so against? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 yeah, it's really interesting. Like they're, it's funny because the movie really is supposed to be centered around Wendy Creason and Himbo, like kind of falling for each other. And then all of these forces outside of them fighting it, like Wendy Creason's mom wanting her to sell the ranch and go back to the city. And, you know, the fact that he has a kid that he doesn't know, you know, who lives like in town. And, and then of course the fact that his parents are like their own piece of work, like they are obviously, Obviously, they just want him to milk her for all she's worth as far as money. Um, yeah. And so, but but like for centering so much around them and like them eventually getting married, we, I don't think there's one scene where they actually, like in the beginning, I feel like it's a much closer to them actually like truly truly bonding like the first few conversations they have where he's asking about her dad and he's asking about her playing piano but it's kind of like once he proposes to her the first time and she says no I feel like he stops asking questions about her life 
Yeah, he completely stops trying. And then it just becomes like all of these women around him, like trying to figure out what he thinks, trying to figure out how he feels, trying to figure out how to maneuver around him. Like everybody just conforms to him. And it's weird because there's just nothing. He doesn't he doesn't do anything. He's not about anything. He doesn't stand for anything. He just has nice abs. Like, what are we doing? What, what, what is, why is everybody? And that's why it also like, it's weird that it's not a period piece because like, if it was a period piece, at least it would make sense with everybody being fucking invested in whether or not this woman gets married and everybody being fucking invested in like this man being an eligible bachelor and like, whatever. But like, it's just not like, I don't understand It was weird because, like, I think the way that I'm talking about this movie makes it seem like I didn't like it. And it's not even that I don't even have that level of like, it was fine. Like, it's a movie that it happened to me. But like, the more that I think about like the actual content of the movie, the more irritated I get about it. Yeah, like, in many ways, I enjoyed watching it. But like, the actual like as a love story it doesn't work because we really like at the beginning I thought that it might work as a love story because he was asking her questions and they were having these conversations but then once they actually start dating and exploring that he completely shuts down and then there's just all these scenes of her arguing with her mom there's so many scenes I mean I feel like the movie could have cut a few of these where her mom is just like, you're throwing away your life. You should sell this. You should go back to the city. And she's like, this is what I want. I want to be at the ranch, you know? And I do feel for Wendy Crewson, like that must be frustrating to have that many people not believe you. Um, I love, I will say one of my favorite characters is her friend who visits for a week. Um, obsessed with her. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Eleanor, she's played by uh, Victoria Snow, who's another Canadian actress. Um, and she, so basically Wendy Crewson's mom is like, okay, I, your, your good friend, Eleanor is going to come visit. And Wendy Crewson's excited to see Eleanor, but she also feels like her mom is up to something. And, um, yeah, but, but once Eleanor arrives, it's clear that like Wendy Crewson and Eleanor just want to catch up. Like they have a very good friendship dynamic like I believe their chemistry like the way that they jump up and down when they see each other I'm like oh yeah like these these ladies are friends and Eleanor is fantastic like she's just like <laughs> like she shows up and she's got like her hair blown out and Wendy Crewson's like wow you look great and Eleanor is like oh yeah it's a whole makeover I spent a fortune you know like what's up like tell me about this man that you're engaged to or you're not engaged to your mom keeps telling me all this stuff and and they like of course ride horses um, and the way that Wendy Cruzen describes himbo is she's like, you know, um, I know all this cynical city stuff is fun, but like when I see him play with his dog, when I see him on the ranch, there's just like this other layer to him, which is like, yes, but it's also like, no, he's just emotionally inaccessible. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just, yeah, he he's just a fucking asshole. Like he's, it's weird. Cause he's not like. He's not, like, actively, like, terrorizing anyone or anything. He's just, like, he's just, like, one of those assholes. It's just, he's a quiet asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's totally a quiet asshole. Like, um, and I do love, when, when Eleanor finally meets him, she's just like, oh, he's handsome. Okay, I just need to get a ranch and I'll get me one of those. <laughs> like, oh, man, I, yeah. I, I actually love her objectifying him. Like, I feel like I'm, like, 
I don't know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, everyone is like obsessed with it. Like even even Annie is like, you know, like I didn't want to be with him, but he's like a beautiful man, right? And then and then oh my god, Wendy Cruson is like, he makes the back of my knees sweat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thirst, I mean, so much of it, I also felt like if Wendy Crewson had a, another hot guy she could hook up with, I don't think she would have messed with himbo. Like, like, this is like, she missed sex, you know, and, and then himbo was there and he wanted some land. And so she's like, sure. Like, that's truly, I truly believe that if she had like a friend with benefits, she would have not been sucked into this himbo marriage, this emotionless um, union but yeah, her friend is fantastic. And her in one scene, which Jordan, you already mentioned the scene, like it's so good. Uh, her friend Eleanor just like confronts Himbo and she's just like, listen, if you hurt my friend, I will come for you. She's like, she is one of the few actual people that I know. Um, and yeah, and he doesn't respond because he's an asshole. But then later, like when she's left, he says to Wendy Cruz and he's like, yeah, I like your friend. She's super loyal yeah yeah oh man like yeah this is like (sighs) I really I really honestly just wanted so much more of Annie aka Kyra Harper like like I liked when Wendy Crewson and Annie were hanging out and talking that was some of my favorite shit and like yes they were talking about himbo most of the time but they also just kind of shot the shit as ladies just like drink just like I just 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 drinking in a bar just like like give me a beer like yeah. you get me a beer I'll talk to you and it was just like same like <laughs> absolutely same absolutely and and like the one scene where we really see uh himbo hang out with his son which again love Benny huge fan of him <laughs> he, so he comes over so there's this whole big scene where that's really not that interesting but it is a big like conflict point where um, Himbo and Wendy Crewson and her mom and his parents are all there and they're like trying to figure out how the money will be split up for the marriage. And Himbo's parents are like really pushing for 50-50 and Wendy Crewson's mom is just like, listen, we have a trust that I'm living off until I die and that trust is going to be left to Wendy Crewson and like, you know, you can't have half of the land if you break up. Like, basically, she's like, yeah, sure, like, Himbo will get some if they break up, but also not equal. That's not fair. This is our family lineage, which I think is completely fair. Yeah, no, it's completely fair. And it, it's weird. It's weird how they just, like, keep on pushing for money. And I'm just like... And they keep pushing in such a way where it is very, like, I hate the term gold digger for a lot of reasons, but it is very, like, Himbo is, like, straight up trying to gold dig in this very overt way. And um, <laughs> and so Wendy Cruson gets upset, and she just, like, turns to Himbo, and she's like, are you going to not say anything? Like, your parents are just, like, acting like I'm a cash cow. And then she's like, well, the wedding's off, and she stomps off. And so the next day, Himbo decides he wants to like go talk to her and he knows that he's been hanging out with Ann. she's she he knows that she's been hanging out with annie so he goes there and he brings his horse and um annie and and wendy Cruson are out being ladies in a car talking shit about him and so his son benny opens the door and benny is just like oh this motherfucker <laughs> like benny is just like so over him he's just like this motherfucker he's like what you feel bad he's basically like you feel bad white man <laughs> like, <it's just> so <laughs> <over him. laughs> 
and then and and like I'm like Himbo's like can I come inside and wait and his son's like no (laughs) (laughs) and then later (laughs) and then later his son opens the the thing that I love about Benny is that he's the only one that makes this man work. Like, he's just like, no, you are going to work for me. Yeah, he's like, you do not, des- you are not entitled to me. You do not deserve me. You have not proven yourself once. So then later, like, uh, Benny opens the door and he sees that Himbo's still there with a horse. And um, Benny's, like, yelling at him and he's like, what do you want from me? He's like, do you want me to come out crying and yelling and punch you and then we'll hug? Like, I don't, like that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. Like, what am I going to get out of, you know, talking to you? And then Himbo's like, well, you can get this horse. (laughs) And Benny's like, really? And I love, this just makes me love Benny more. Benny's like, okay. And so Benny comes out. He's like, wow, I love this horse. And then he goes, you know what? When you feel guilty, you can buy me gifts anytime. (laughs) Which like, (laughs) Yeah, I I love that you're not even like I want to I want to be friends with you. I want you to be my dad. He's just like, okay, you can keep buying me stuff. All right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Because I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with this guy either. <laughs> like, I'd be like, is he? Does he actually listen to what I have to say? Like, he just he's not like a listener. He's not like. <laughs> I totally I totally understand just being like just just buy me shit like like what what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> it's been 12 years what do you want like I just like I just be like I actually would just like show up at 18 and be like you're paying for my college oh yeah for sure <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I love like I love Benny so much and I mean as as is obvious by the title like of course himbo and Wendy Cruson get married and like I do like I do like the humor even though it's bleak that the very ending shot of this movie is like them in one of those just married you know things but instead it says like what does it say it's something like just a business <laughs> I, I do not I do not remember but and I I'm would just not like be- wow what a roast of marriage <laughs> like oh my god like it's just roasting this very old-timey idea of marriage that is very innate in this movie which is like it being business and it being about land (laughs) yes land land and then sex and i don't yeah they never they never have sex in the movie because the movie ends with them getting married and it's obvious that they haven't oh wait they they do have their honeymoon yeah. yeah. Which is weird. They swim naked together before they have sex. And it's just like, you could go straight from swimming naked to like taking a shower together to like, it could have. I don't. I know. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too practical to understand this movie <laughs> and why anybody does anything that they do. And I don't, and I would love to know like whoever requested this, just like, is this something that you watched as a kid and it just like stuck in your mind and you remember being mildly pissed about it and you couldn't remember is I have situations like that too. And I feel like, yeah, this is like something that you would just like spend an afternoon watching and then just be like, wait, I can absolutely imagine this being like a childhood movie and then and then being like, huh, like having a sentimental attachment because it is fun to watch. Like it's very soothing pace wise. Um, 
I, I was thinking about like alternatives and I, I don't know. I, I know it's so different, but I was thinking about little house on the prairie <laughs> just because of, um, just because of the, the, the aspects that felt like a period piece. Mm, but, yeah. but I also don't think this is a movie where it's not one of our movies that we cover where I'm like, Oh, you should definitely not watch this. Like it's fine. Yeah. Watching the watching this is perfectly fine, and like I think it's like free on Pluto TV right now, and like it, it, you know it, it it's like a it's like a Hallmark movie that acknowledges like it's like a Hallmark movie with edge. It's like an edgy made for TV movie because they do like get into a lot of the logistics of marriage that a lot of made for TV movies don't do. Like a lot of made for TV movies are like marriage is the finish line, and this is very you know not not really about that and also like everybody's not perfect like you know this man like impregnated a woman and then fucking bounced like like and the movie you know acknowledges that he sucks in that way but then it also forgives him for doing it because he because he's hot <laughs> um which is like okay he's hot and but he has yeah, a horse I mean, yeah he's hot and he has a horse yeah but like it's you know it's like with a different like level of production value i could totally have seen this like being a movie that was in theaters i mean it would be fucking weird but at the time that it was made it could have easily have been in theaters because there was that was the time when these when people made these movies and people paid to go see these movies these you know like yeah absolutely yeah and so it's yeah it's like like the thing is is that like it's a fine movie it's just like the guy is an asshole (laughs) yeah he is he is. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a himbo, it's a himbo movie, but it's not about a himbo. That's like, you know, does, he doesn't really feel in love. He feels like a himbo who wants land. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's also one of those things where like, I don't know how this marriage is actually going to work out. Like the logistics of it. I don't. Me neither. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I I wish this movie like had a sequel where they're just like in marriage counseling. That would be really funny. And like Benny is like, um, I don't know, a published poet who's like talking shit about his dad. Like it's like Benny's telling Wendy Crewson, he's just like, yeah, I don't know what you were doing in the first place, girl. Like, yeah, Benny's like in college now. He's, uh, I would love that. (laughs) I just, I just want, I just want Benny to be okay. I love him. I want, yeah, I want Benny to be good. I kind of, like, I know that, like, Annie's, like, you know, he's, my husband's a truck driver and he's not around a lot and she's very chill with that. But I also, like, want Annie to, like, meet someone who really lights her fire. I would watch I mean, that I want movie. her to leave him because I'm not sure yeah. if the truck driver is supposed to be the same guy that hit her, but, like, I definitely right. don't want her to be in an abusive relationship. I think that it is the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want Annie to be happy and free and honestly she doesn't seem like she wants to be with anyone. <laughs> like she seems just like ready to be on her own. Oh my god, yeah. I can just like imagine her just like living in a camper, like I don't know, like growing weed or something. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Maybe painting. Like I love I mean, Annie. Big, She's awesome. Yeah, big camper energy that woman. She's absolutely. Just, like, she's not a beer. She's on a lawn chair. She's doing fine she is (laughs) (sighs) well dear listeners thank you for 
experiencing this with us. I hope that you're all taking care of yourselves. And as you know, you can find us on all the places you find podcasts. If you're not a patron and you want to join our Patreon, we'd love to have you. Uh, We have newsletters. We have um, episodes about the OC. We have an erotic side podcast called In the Smut. Jordan and Kyle have a side podcast called Young Adult Swim about young adult movies. So there's lots of bonuses that you get if you join the Patreon. But either way, we love you, and we're so glad that you're here hanging out. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Let's dump this truck.